Hi there, and welcome back to the Community Strategy Podcast. My name is Deb Shell. I'm a creator turned community builder, and after launching my online community in 2020, I have realized that I had a passion for facilitating online events and bringing people together in a meaningful and purposeful way. I now consult business owners and leaders just like yourself who have a message, their life's work, or a vision for helping others transform through their online courses, cohorts, or memberships. On this interview style podcast, you'll hear conversations with community leaders who all have a passion for bringing people together online for connection, collaboration, and transformation. Our goal is to provide you with interesting conversations with industry professionals, leaders, and experts who share their concepts, structures, and strategies to inspire you to build, launch, and grow an online community with energy, confidence, and purpose. Let's get started. Hi there, and welcome back to the Community Strategy Podcast. My name is Deb Shell. I am the host here, and I am back with another episode for our season two. Uh, and in this season, if you are just joining us, welcome. I am excited. Uh, about this season because I'm sharing excerpts of my newly published book, Creator to Community Builder. And before we jump into the next chapter, I want to uh, give you some updates about the book. So um, recently we kicked off the book club. We had an informal meeting the other week um, to to just meet a couple people. And um, we're going to try to go through the chapters, but it's just going to depend on who shows up. So I'm not going to plan to have a recording. So if you do want to show up on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern is when we are meeting. If you send me an email at deb at findcalmhere.com, I will add you to the email invite for those. They are going to be running every Tuesday from now until the end of the year. If I... I, I'm going to give like a 15 minute window. <laughs> so if nobody shows up in, 15, in the first 15 minutes, then it will be canceled. But otherwise, um, we will be if even there's one person, if just you come to my event, uh, to the book club uh, on Tuesdays, uh, we will meet and talk about the book and any questions you want to talk about in regards to community building. Um, so, you know, if you're struggling with a course or you're thinking about uh, launching an online community or a program or a membership, then uh, bring your questions and uh, ask the community builders that that join in, in together at these book club sessions. I mean, last couple years that we've had book clubs, the the community members in my community and partnering communities really enjoyed the meetups because it was just a nice time to just to chat about a topic and to really dig into one book because it's so hard to you know, really implement the things that you learn in a book. And that's why community is such a helpful thing because it helps you to like really retain the information that you're learning as well as thinking about ways to implement it in your own life and your own business and in your own programs. And the other uh, updates I will give you. So I've been sharing the um, free download. So if you want the free download, there is an option for the a copy of the book for free on a PDF download. Uh, if you go to creator2communitybuilder.com and just put the number two, so creator2, the number two, creator2communitybuilder.com. 
and that'll land you on the, the link where you can uh, sign up for the community and also download the PDF version. Um, <clears throat> I will update those links if, <laughs> if that is a problem for you, just send me an email and let me know. Uh, the next thing I want to share with you is I am really excited about uh, the Pennsylvania Women's Conference is coming up in October. And I don't know if you are, if anybody, I know there's a couple clients I've worked with recently who've been in the state of Pennsylvania. I worked with some, a Philly client earlier this year. I worked with a Pittsburgh client recently. And so, um, and I'm in central Pennsylvania in the Harrisburg region. So if you are planning to come to the Business Women's Conference, it's going to be in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks please uh, shoot me an email at debitfincom here so that we can meet up because one of the things that I've put on my bucket list with this season is to really try to find some podcast listeners and meet them either virtually or in person. So I'm really looking forward to meeting the listeners because I really want to learn, you know, how, how you came to the podcast and what you're taking away from these episodes, the past, you know, 100 episodes or, you know, this current season. So it's been on my dream list to, to, you know, to meet some community builders who have been subscribers of this podcast. So if you are in the Pennsylvania area in the next few months, or, you know, planning to go to that Pennsylvania women's conference, please shoot me an email and let's try to connect while we are both in Philadelphia. So uh, otherwise, that is the only event event that I am planning um, to attend. And I'm actually volunteering at the business uh, as the, at the Pennsylvania Women's uh, Conference. So um, that's the only event that I'm planning to attend this year. I would really love to have gotten to do like a book, you know, reading or, you know, an author signing, but that just hasn't been something I've been able to put together. <laughs> so that's been hard um, to, I want to do that, but it just, it's just a, a little bit tricky with timing and getting the appropriate things lined up. Um, maybe that'll happen next year. Who knows? Anyway, um, but the, I'm thinking about, you know, events in, in, the, in the next year. So if you have an idea for an event, if you think you want to, this is another thing I would really like to do. If you want to collaborate with me, please send me an email. Let's get on a Zoom call and let's talk about how we can support your community and elevate your authority. Um, so that's just something I want to put out there too. If you're looking for somebody to partner with uh, for an event, like a, a summit or a forum or, or some kind of event that you're looking to have, um, let me know and maybe we can collaborate on that. And let's see, what else did I want to share? Oh, people are asking me if there's going to be an audio version of the book. And my answer is no. And the reason for no is it's very, I don't know if you're familiar at all with the book process, if you're listening and you are an author, then you know a lot of these things. But um, as a new author, I've been experiencing learning all of the new things because I self-published. I didn't have... Um, some people to guide me through this traditionally, but I did join some communities that helped me along the, the processing of the book when I was writing it and working on getting it published. And now that it's published, I've been joining um, a couple other communities to learn how to better market my book. But unfortunately, the cost of a book project itself is just very, very expensive. It's basically bankrupt me 
<laughs> to be honest, to even just do the book. So um, there was just not going to be a way for me to do an audio version, which is why I committed to doing a second season of the Community Strategy Podcast, because while I love podcasting, I would love to have interviews and, and to have a support team helping me with a podcast, but I don't have any of those things. So in lieu of an audiobook, this is why I'm reading the excerpts. So you basically have access to the entire book in an audio version if you listen to season two. This week, we are on chapter 10, where we're going to talk about member retention. There's going to be some great tips in this episode about um, community building and keeping those community members coming back, strategies for getting and keeping your most valuable people in your membership. We're going to talk about how a publisher and community powerhouse uh, CEO used a community to shift her magazine into a connection company that's going to be in this podcast. And there is going to be some tips from other fellow community builders. So shout out to Adrian Spire and um, shout out to uh, <laughs> uh, Mersey Sherry, who's also in this episode. So um, just wanting to give some shout outs to some fellow colleagues, and I'm excited to jump into this. So you will be able to listen to Creator to Community Builder, Chapter 10, Member uh bringing your member, keeping your members coming back. And you'll hear that in just a minute. Stay tuned. Deb knows firsthand just how difficult community building can be when you are starting out with no audience, email list, or customers. She wanted to build community culture with rich content, articles, and videos so her members could connect and engage in a variety of ways. Mighty Networks makes it easy to build your course, coaching program, training, or membership in just a few moments. With Mighty Networks, you can bring your audience together into one cohesive platform. The Mighty Networks offers live streaming, events, cohort-based courses, web pages, challenges, and so much more. With Mighty Networks' new community design feature, Spaces, you can build a course or resource library for your podcast, blog, or life's work. Are you excited to get started? Click on the link in the show notes to start your free trial today. And no credit card is required to sign up. Now let's jump back into this episode to discover more community building strategies. Chapter 10, Member Retention. Well-run communities have transformed my life. I know firsthand the value of being a member of a thriving community. As a journalist turned podcaster, I investigated what makes online communities flourish. Since starting my journey, I've contacted and interviewed over 100 experts, colleagues, and leaders who have built online communities for years and even decades. I've always asked them to share what has worked as they built, launched, and have grown their online communities. And I'm fascinated to discover what brings members back again and again. In this chapter, I will share my key findings from interviews with experts who have built thriving communities. So what makes a community successful? Rosie Sherry has been a community building space in the community building space since 2006, when she started connecting with others during meetups. In 2010, she founded a co-working space as a software tester. She tested software for, f for fun during her first few years in this role. 
Over time, she developed skills that that she turned into a community-focused business. Rosie built the Ministry of Testing community from the ground up. At the time of our interview, her community had brought in more than seven figures and had over 75,000 members. Rosie had also launched Indie Hackers, a community for of over 32,000 creators, where she hosts events. Rosie's business's revenue includes event and membership dues. In addition to sponsorships, the income enabled her to hire a team that manages the day-to-day operations. When we spoke, her community had run through run without her daily, without her daily oversight for over three years, yet they, are, they were the projects that she was most proud of building. She's also shared that 80% of her team was recruited from within the community. So they knew the value and purpose from the start. They have a passion for helping others follow fellow community members, not simply to survive, but also to thrive. When she stepped back from the operations of Indie Hackers, Rosie challenged herself to build, launch, and grow yet another online community. In the beginning, I had doubts I could do it again, but I realized transferable skills I already have and I know what I'm doing. I've done it before, she said. She has seen other community builders struggle after skipping the discovery phase. So she knew she needed to find validation before committing to her new concept. Once Rosie realized she loved community building, she kept going and developed more. Now she has several spaces where she helps fellow creators, founders, and community builders. One is the independent community, a private Slack channel to ask Rosie anything. So as long as they participate in the community in return, if new members fail to engage within the first six months, she boots them out. She also offers Lurk as a service, which provides organizations with monthly consulting services. This evolved from her previous role as a founder and community executive at Rosieland, where she hosted ticketed events. Originally, this venture brought in 70% of her revenue, largely in through in-person meetings. After the pandemic, she added online courses, curated community content, and offered consulting services. Rosie makes the case for that putting people first is the key to building successful communities. Finding a balance Between the needs of the members, aligning them with business values and goals, it is important to keep members happy. But increasingly, I'm trying to think of ways that the business can thrive while bringing value to the community. If we, as community builders, put people at the heart of what we build, this will be the way we become successful. She says that community builders who aren't confident can find it challenging to make decisions and take action. Rosie said she focuses on talking to members individually to learn about their needs, but always makes decisions with the business and heart of the membership in mind. So what about strategies that you can implement in your daily community building experiences? There's so much to do and so little time, but one digital tool that has helped Deb streamline her business is Bonsai. It's an all-in-one business organization tool that helps her organize proposals, contracts, leads, expenses, keep track of client projects, and more. Run your entire business in one place with the help of this business management tool that combines a CRM, invoicing, accounting, and banking. Laura, a coach at Ebb, Flow, and Grow says, 
Bonsai is a great hub for my business. It's super simple to use. I would really recommend it for anyone who is after an easy to use CRM system without the hassle of complicated setups. Deliver a great client experience and win more work. Click on the link in the show notes and get one month free to try it for yourself. Now back to the show. We are now going to talk about strategies for getting and keeping your most valuable people. With Adrian Spire, who's author of The Accidental Community Manager, he has over a decade of experience in the community industry. At the time of our interview, he was the head of community at HireLogic Vanilla, a SaaS community platform. Adrian has worked with top brands to tech to teach community builders best practices and effective frameworks for impacting global goals. Option <laughs> frameworks for impacting organizational goals. Side note. Uh, Adrian is now with the Community Leaders Institute. And uh, if you want to learn more, you can go to communityleadersinstitute.com for that new organization that Adrian is with. Uh, back, to the, back to the book. Episode 96, Becoming an Accidental Community Manager with Adrian Speyer. On the Community Strategy Podcast, Adrian talks about what leads to a successful B2B community the return on investment for communities is a lot more than just increased revenue. It could be increasing brand awareness or improving the customer experience. As Adrian points out, the community professional is going to make mistakes, but the key is to learn from them. And while staying connected to your members, the members are your most valuable people, he says. So it's your job to consistently provide them with value. He reciprocates the community building takes care and intention and succeeds. Success depends on the developing a strategy related to the community's goals, vision, and mission. Another person I want to share with you is uh, Celine. I'm going to try to say her last name. Riemann Schneider. Riemann Schneider. Celine Riemann Schneider. Hopefully that's right. <laughs> if uh, She's the community lead at the German Canva Creator Community which supports over 850,000 designers across 37 private communities. Under Celine's leadership, artists based in Germany create localized designs for Canva customers to fill the growing needs number of categories. In running this community, Celine reviews its data to inform Canva of the latest successes and challenges for this German creator's. She says that the key elements to a successful community for Canva include workshops, networking, member-led and inspired events, and improved search engine optimization to support creators from beginning to advanced. After our workshops, we got so much great feedback from our members who tell us that the training was so valuable and that they're, they are excited to try what they've learned. Sometimes it's easy to forget about the experiences and it's great, a great reminder to be grateful for some members who develop skills and learn things with the support of the community. Another story I want to share with you is about uh, a community I joined in 2022. And what started with a whisper and a few women connecting in 2012 has turned into a 3,500 member community of women supporting each other to be more of themselves. Shannon Crotty, founder of CEO, 
I think it's Crotty, Shannon Crotty, CEO of Powerhouse. Sorry, Shannon, if I messed that one up. Uh, founder of CEO of Polkadot Powerhouse, started a local women's magazine in Wisconsin after moving to the area and not knowing how many people, not knowing very many people, she knew she needed a sisterhood. Two years earlier, Tina had passed, her sister Tina had passed away. One day while sitting in her car, missing her sister dearly, she said, Tina, I need your help and guidance. Suddenly the name Polkadot Powerhouse came to Shannon and the movement was born. Since then, the Dot Sisters, as they are called, have connected in meetings worldwide in chapters from the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom. I've learned about them a while ago, but it wasn't until a friend invited me to attend a local chapter that I discovered how valuable this group of women is for my life. Now over 80 chapters in the U.S. and Canada and over 3,500 members, this amazing community has grown over a decade to become a truly powerful place to find supportive group of women who aren't interested in pretending to be someone else. When asked about my goals, I tell people I'm not trying to reach a specific number of members, but it's about aligning the vision and focusing on the mission. I want to ensure we are giving the members a good experience, Shannon said. After the story Sharon shared, Shannon shared, and with many women holding napkins from tears about her journey and challenges, I asked her the question I'm facing right now. How do you keep going? What Shannon said was so powerful. If you can trust the distance of the light provided by car headlights, approximately 300 feet, to shine a path in front of you, you will be shown the next steps. But it's the time in, but it's the time and when there is reason. Keep going. You can't deal with challenges unless they're right in front of you. Don't worry about the next month or year. Worry about the next few hours, days, or weeks. Polkadot Powerhouse's vision is to reach every woman who needs support when needed and understand that not all women will need their help and that aren't all aren't a fit that they aren't a fit for every woman she's the ceo and believes that it is essential for the ceo to understand the mission and vision of a community since the community is a business that's the core objective to keep the membership and encourage growth I want to be a great CEO, and if a CEO can't visit with their members, it isn't a sisterhood, she said. I enjoy the smaller groups that evening. In the evening meetings, they that tend to host, which offers a cozy atmosphere. It helps that we have a fantastic director, Jackie Worth. Shout out to Jackie. She has been a welcoming host and from the beginning of my journey with the Lancaster Polka Dot Powerhouse chapter. And with that, that is the end of this chapter, chapter 10, uh, how, helping your, how you can determine how your members are going to keep coming back. I hope you found that uh, helpful to you. And uh, going forward, we've got two more chapters, 11 and 12, uh, and then uh, we'll see what happens next. I might be doing some interviews uh, in the next few weeks. So uh, only I will leave it up to... I'm not sure <laughs> if there will be more episodes after the episode 12, but or after chapter 12. But anyway, you've got two more episodes to look forward to for now. Uh, I hope you're finding calm in this day, evening moment. Please share this podcast with anyone you think this would be helpful. Please rate and review 
the podcast. If you have not subscribed, if you're just listening to this one episode, please subscribe so you don't miss another one. That's the most important important thing about the pod. And I want to just say, give a thanks to my uh, colleague, Janet Bixler, who was kind enough to uh, read some of these promos that you hear during the episode. So uh, thank you for to Janet for helping me with that. I do produce the podcast myself. So the podcast is produced by Deb Shell at Fine Calm here, LLC and uh, copyright 2023. Until the next time, I hope you're finding calm in this day eating moment afternoon, Wednesday at two, find calm till the next time. I'll talk to you later. Bye.